Welcome to TV Talk, the podcast about television, over at theworkprint.com. Welcome to the Workprints TV Talk, episode 22. This episode is on Rick and Morty, the season premiere. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is my buddy, Vinny. Hey. You may remember Vinny from the Swamp Thing podcast that we did together, and he's also the creator of the theme song, which you just heard. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about the season premiere of Rick and Morty. Vin and I are both huge fans of Rick and Morty, and uh, yeah, we're super excited to delve into the episode. It's uh, Spoiler alert, this episode will be full of spoilers because it's hard not to. It's only a 22-minute show. So. I'm pretty sure anybody that's listening to this also has probably seen this. Yeah, more than likely, more than likely. So we'll recap and we'll goof off and we'll talk about Easter eggs and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so uh, Vinny, what were your thoughts off the season premiere? Dude, I was I'm, I was waiting so I mean, everybody that loves this show is waiting. What was the last episode? I want to say it was like a year and eight months or something like that. Something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, it was kind of annoying to wait that long, but I'm super happy that it's back. It's kind of shitty that it's... A, can I curse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we totally cursed a bunch the last time, too. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm two and a half white claws in right now, so I'm getting clawed. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't j- know what's about to come out of my mouth, but let's see what happens. <laughs> I just ate a whole bunch of uh, McNuggets in homage to <laughs> Rick and Morty. No Szechuan <laughs> sauce, though, because they stopped selling that. But I might have a container of it at home. Epic troll. Epic in, troll. In like a safe, in case it ever gets on sale again. <laughs> and I can sell it to a famous DJ for $18,000. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, he actually bought it. Uh, what was his name? DJ Deadmouse. Yeah, it was Deadmouse. Deadmouse, yeah. Bought it for... Over ten grand. God bless America. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> back to the topic. Back to the season premiere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after waiting so long for another episode to come out, this was a this was awesome. I I, I feel like they can't do any wrong at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, aside from just making everybody wait forever, and the fact that we only get five episodes out of this like half season. Yeah, yeah, they're splitting it in half. Uh, for the first five will be back to back for. I guess November to early December, and then the other five, I assume, will be in the spring. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was this was awesome. I mean, just the, the start of it with the, the, the chip implanted in Rick's head to just yeah. go on autopilot through breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and then him now having to ask permission to take Morty on adventures. Adventures, yeah. That was, that was pretty sweet. Because the family wants to be a real family now. But also, I guess it's like a commentary on PC culture and asking permission for things and making sure everyone's in a comfortable space. I feel like if anybody's going to do it, they're going to do it, and they're going to do it right. And, you know, you got to dig a little bit to get to that, but it's still, you know, the the, the, uh, the idea is there, and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode was sort of a parody off... Uh, the movie uh, The Edge of Tomorrow, which originally was called Live, Die, Repeat. And in that movie, I think Tom Cruise and... Uh, I can't remember the actress's name. See, I've never seen this movie, so this is on you. <laughs> okay. She, she was Mary Poppins in the new, in the new movie. Yeah, um, John Krasinski's wife. <laughs> Emily Blunt, I think? I think it's Emily Blunt. Correct me if I'm wrong, audience. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, the point is, is in, in Live, Die, Repeat, uh, they, they're fighting off... I think some sort of war and some sort of, I think, aliens. But the point is, is this weird goop allows them to see 
their deaths in the future and kind of live in real time to prevent it from happening because it gives them precognition. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So So that's the death crystal. That's the death crystal. In in this episode, there are these things called death crystals, which Rick is trying to get pretty much from the beginning. And he didn't really say why. Because they're worth a lot of He's money. He's probably just trying to pawn them off. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, honestly, it's a great superpower. Yeah, that is. Because you can never do wrong. Which leads us to the, I think, the B plot with Morty and his death crystal. Just trying to get in that girl's pants. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. For some reason, Morty's death crystal shows this this end this uh, future where he grows old with Jessica, or he thinks he grows old with Jessica, and she admits that, you know, I love you, and stuff like that, and so he's trying everything this whole episode to just make sure that future happens, make sure he's that reality happens. guided by the death crystal, even with the, the stupid shit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. It's pretty great. Can I talk about the stinger or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. So at the end, you find out that she's actually just a hospice nurse, and that's her line to say to anybody that's going to die, so they didn't actually spend their life together. It's just him dying of old age and him being comforted by a nurse. So he does all this psychotic, <laughs> asinine shit, like melting cops and fucking uh, giving himself up to like the National Guard, yeah. going on trial and saying the right phrases guided to him by this crystal to get the judge to give him sympathy and get him off scot-free, which is amazing. It's so stupid, but it's great. Yeah, the entire the entire episode's just, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. And they one-up it more and more throughout, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> which is great. I like, because a part of me was like, alright, so are they going to go on like a sweet storyline where, where Morty tries to win Jessica over? And no, it's just him literally going on a rampage. It's pretty... It's pretty amazing. Yeah, using all of Rick's shit. Oh, and I forgot uh, the most important part of this episode, the A-plot. Rick... <laughs> Rick dies immediately, basically. Yeah. But the dumbest way possible. Morty's being guided by the crystal and he crashes the ship yeah. against Rick's wishes. Rick flies out the windshield and gets gets impaled in this gigantic like rock sticking out of the ground. Yeah. And then his holographic projection tries to guide him to reanimate a cloned uh, version of him yeah. in the basement of the lab. Yeah, to get him back. and Which the, doesn't happen. Yeah, the AI Rick. <laughs> which I, I was surprised where they went with that. Because AI Rick was very much just like a very... Uh, supportive, passive Rick, who's just trying to be nice and trying to convince Morty, but then like towards the second half, he's just like, just, just please. <laughs> well, that was he was being guided by a program. Yeah, yeah, it was he, his he program. He didn't have yeah. a choice. But uh, it's even sweeter because real Rick, and this is where it gets really bonkers. Real Rick has, of course, backup units, I guess, and plans, and so he respawns, but in a different universe, <laughs> using another universe, Rick's clones, but for some stupid freaking All reason. All Nazis. <laughs> All Nazi Ricks. There, there were like four or five attempts in every Shrimp time. Nazi Rick, regular Nazi Rick, <laughs> with Nazi Morty, <laughs> Mr. Meeseeks. That was great. All the cameos. Yeah, the cameos. Of uh, Mr. Meeseeks came back a couple times. And yeah. then, wasn't he? Gearhead was the. Yeah, Gearhead's there and he gets off shot in the head, head and then yeah. flung out and, you know, like frozen in space, basically. But killed. They've, they've killed Gearhead at least twice. I think he's going to come back more than likely. I mean, it was just like a flashback in an alternate dimension, which was nice. I mean, I like cameos like that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, they have enough of a universe where they can just do all these callbacks. Honestly. Dude, they got like a massive universe. Yeah. I was kind of looking forward to seeing Mr. Poopy Butthole. Sam. Specifically, maybe I just want to say the name Mr. Poopy Butthole on your it's podcast. It's a fun name. It's a pretty great name. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that he was going to be in this because all the weird leftover cliffhanger stuff with him from last season. Yeah. You know? He's got the wife and the kid now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he was even the one teasing that it was going to come back when he's going to have a Santa Claus beard. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's right and, before December. And grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely going to be in the episodes because I've seen like the previews. Yeah. I think they're actually having a whole episode to his backstory. I hope so. Which makes me sad because I actually wrote a script with his origin story. Sort of his origin story, but it's okay. There was something this afternoon I was watching on YouTube. It, I don't remember what channel it was, but they were analyzing the character of Mr. Poopy Butthole yeah. in context of the Parasite yeah. episode, where he may have been like the host Parasite. Yes, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I wonder if that's where we're going with this or not. It could, but like Rick and Morty is so open world that, or open multiverse really, that they can go any direction, honestly. It's true. Yeah, they can throw away like an old thing. Because I think Harmon himself mentioned that like in their original seasons one and two, um, they didn't want to do too many callbacks because they wanted to just make it an Adventure of the Week type series. Yeah. But by season three, that was not the case. It was like everything was layered on this deep backstory and like Rick trying to own up to being a piece of shit and, <laughs> you know, being a bad dad and Beth. Like you had a much more intimate season three, but season four... That was more like a mini-series where everything was consecutive. They kind of followed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're getting back to individual episodes. But this might have just been like a a monkey wrench thrown into the hole. Pretty much, yeah. I I really thought we were going to get trolled for the first episode. Same. And we may still be getting trolled and just not realize it. (laughs) I'm not 100% yet. Yeah. Who knows what the hell these guys are up to because they're all batshit insane. They are batshit. They are batshit. Uh, funny, funniest bits that you liked from this episode? Oh, man. There's a uh, lot of them. I mean, dude, just right off the bat, watching Rick get flung out of the windshield of his <laughs> of his thing and impaled on this gigantic rock. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, the, the repeatedly waking up in alternate universes of Nazis, <laughs> especially the one where it was like, the, I think it was the third time through and he just gives up and just like smashes his head into this like shard of glass and kills himself. Yeah. I don't, Why was that again? Because they, he mentioned something about Nazis, and oh, the guy yeah. looked at him funny, Yeah, and he knew that he was in another Nazi universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, good to see that Rick has God. a lot of backups, too. So, like, he's basically immortal at this point, I think. This particular Rick, at least. Yeah, it seems like it. Because he's got so many backup plans. <laughs> but I, I love the... Definitely love the callbacks to, um, like, Gearhead and... Um, what's his face? Mr. Meeseeks. That was great. My favorite was the Jessica skinny dipping scene. That made me giggle. Oh She's like, yeah, I'm going to go skinny dip with my friends and stuff. Do you want to join Morty? Because at this point, Morty... All goddamn crystal off of his head. Yeah, and live That's in the all moment. all he had to do. But he was too obsessed with the future. That's, that sounds like something Dan Harmon would write, absolutely. That's some shit right there. Man. I mean, it's Dan Harmon. He's very like existential. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm too busy trying to make this future happen for us. I think we're going to connect the best part is in 40. the stinger when it's bullshit. <laughs> She's just a hospice nurse. What better way to just fuck this kid over and just ruin his day? Absolutely. Oh, man. Oh. Um, Alright, so... Should we... I feel like... Should we recap the episode? We kind of—that's kind of the whole gist of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it, the sentient hologram at the end with that weird, like, venom type. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that let's was talk- really bizarre. I don't know what the deal is with that. We'll go into that, but let's talk about Wasp. Oh yeah, Wasp. <laughs> Rick. Wasp Rick. Okay, yeah. so eventually Rick finds. He, this is attempt number I don't know five or six, and Rick finds a Wasp version of him who is not a Nazi. Thank God. And uh, and they. <laughs> Why did you come eat dinner with me and my family? Exactly. And so they, they have dinner, and they're literally it's eating the fucking teacher. They're eating the teacher. The teacher like lays larval eggs on the like, table Please. too. 
<laughs> fucking uh, what is it? Wasp Morty just like sucks them all up one by one, and he's yeah. crying in pain, screaming for yeah. help. But Can they have the acid, please. <laughs> but they're having a nice family moment as wasps eating this, you know, teacher. <laughs> and uh, Eric's like, you know, I don't have it that bad because he sees what they go through. <laughs> the reverence is unparalleled. I love it. Yeah, and then I, I think the eventually they get back to the regular verse. Realize Morty's gone too crazy, and uh, he is what is it? He's he's taken the Jessica thing too far. He's become like almost a god. Uh, I mean, he's just it's, he's being like controlled entirely by. I mean, first off, his fucking dick. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> just this like uh, at the time you don't realize how ill-conceived his actual plan really is. Yeah. This thing that really makes it. I th- I, th- I like that. I l- I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just to show how harebrained and how stupid his existence his yeah existence and his, his, his uh just his natural instinct is you know yeah because the entire time he's he's sacrificing everything left and right for it oh my god he gets so on good. the news he goes on trial the bully the bully too oh the bully what was, what was the phrase the bully said though i didn't pick up on that oh, i don't i totally missed it there's something i don't know if it was latin or something like that yeah it's something weird yeah i gotta look into that a little bit more and then he's like, challenge you outside, and, and Morty just, you know, destroys. Morty, he goes to the thing underneath the, under the shed, and uses the crystal to guide him to the password to get all this, like, arsenal of gear that Rick has stored <laughs> up. And, oh my god, like an anti-gravity gun shoots the bully up into the sky, the kid is fucking horrified. Yeah. Like, glues one of the bullies to the side, turns the other one into something that looks like a pokeball, and then slices apart a bunch of cops, and they... All the body parts grow feet and run around, <laughs> yeah. screaming in pain. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the oh, National and, Guard gets called in. Yeah, and so. there's a cameo, uh, Randall from, I think, Recess. See, I never watched the, Recess. So okay, he's, he's one of the bullies. You can tell because his, his, he looks exactly like him except as an adult. That's awesome. I was just like, wow. They, they've done that stuff before, too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, now I was pretty stoked on that. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was. It's, it's a good standalone episode, too. Yeah. It's a good to set up the season. Cause it was we, a really we, good way to set up the season. Yeah, we embrace the ridiculousness. Oh, and uh, for fellow Harmon fans, there's a uh, there's this intimate moments where Rick and and Morty are talking toward at the garage, saying, "All right, we're gonna go like half adventure because they have like we a, stoked on the whole season, basically." Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 talk about this season and how they're gonna go half adventures, but half like intimate stories and the whatnot. And um, for anyone who follows both Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. They're both very bombastic, kind of larger-than-life guys, but they have very different work approaches. And I mention that because seasons one and two were very much Dan Harmon's writing, like his strict, we're going to do Adventures of the Week, Hero's Journey type stuff. But in season three, they decided to do longer, more heartfelt, more tied into their backstory-like storylines. Um, with, of course, Justin Roiland's kind of crazy, wacky, let's just you know poop out an idea adventures. <laughs> Um, you can kind of see that their little talk there was very symbolic for what's going to happen this season. It's going to be a little mix of the heartfelt, deep, like, well-structured stories, and then the other half's just going to be, like, fun randomness and stuff. And that's very symbolic for their two, the two of their creative relationships, because Royland, I mean, you can see from, like, his, his drunk episode last year, where he's just completely drunk and just improving all the lines. That and stuff is great. His improv is out. It is, point. but then you know when you see like somebody like Harmon, who like people 
who follow him see that he's a really strict writer. Like everything, yeah, he's really, really, really structured. So he's he's letting loose and letting the both of them contribute equally, which I think is a big thing for this season because you'll see a little bit of both. I think that's also part of what makes this show so strong. Yes, you have someone that's highly structured in what they do, yeah, and someone that's off the cuff. There's something that comes from just like improv that you can't fit into a box. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's something, especially if you're very good, like with comedy and things like that. Like obviously Justin Moreland is, you know. Yeah. To have things just flow off the cuff, without having to preset them in your mind, and be really, really killer at it. That's yeah. a gift right there. That's really tough. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I'd like to think you're Justin Orland and not Dan Harmon. <laughs> just from our friendship, it's yeah. very. I, I can see that. I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm just a drunk. <laughs> um. All right. So I guess I guess we're kind of like. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, I had something that I can't remember now. Yeah, I'm sure. drinking. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Rick and Morty, so you can't oh yeah, but the, like even the the recap of them excitedly talking about shit, that's like a trope at this point in the yes, because that's happened every season that I can rem- maybe not the first one I don't remember the no first no one season one the pilot was very much that at the end yeah. every time it's like that's how they start the whole thing off hyping everybody up it's like their own hype game you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but it was also pretty funny the twist that they had with Summer in the oh end, yeah mocking them yeah and then him saying that. They recorded the entire thing, and it's basically her saying how they're going to suck each other's dicks. <laughs> Almost and there, verbatim. <laughs> and there, there's a perfect example of the harmony of the two creative styles, because you have Dan Harmon, who most likely wrote that, I'll be honest. And he's like, all right, well, Summer needs to have a part, because she wants to be in the trio of their adventure, so she joins in, banters all this random gibberish, she thinks she's playing along, and then you reveal, the Rick find, finds out what she's actually saying, and then what comes ripping out. on them. <laughs> Sounds exactly like we're Justin Roiland. each other's <laughs> so fuck you guys I just wanted to be included <laughs> exactly so it, it looks like it's going to be a dub season uh, we had a nice little teaser with uh, the next episode it's going to be a. it looks like Morty and uh, um, what's the his dad? father um, I can't remember his dad's name damn Chris Parnell great actor but I can't uh, remember his name Jerry Jerry yeah. Jerry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with some alien guy they make an app they make an app oh mm. my god oh also the Death Stranding mock Yes. The mock commercial oh, yeah, yeah. With Let's Death talk Stranding. about that because people. All right. So if you're tuning in, um, there is a cutaway uh, commercial, mock mock commercial, I guess. And Vin, you want to talk about? It? Oh man. I mean, I I like Hideo Kojima a lot. I love Metal Gear Solid. Today, like a couple months ago, I just rebeat Metal Gear Solid again. Nice. And I fell in love with it all over again. And realized why I loved it in the first place. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Two was great, but I didn't really like riding as much but the storytelling is interesting and everybody that's into video games or into Hideo Kojima knows that he's kind of out there with his storytelling especially towards the end of the Metal Gear saga yeah he's a very well acclaimed and established uh, video game writer yeah so he kind of he's also very eccentric yeah so he's larger than life is the best way to put it so I've been following Death Stranding for a little bit because I'm a nerd uh and I mean, a lot of people follow it, and especially because Norman Reedus is the main character, so all the Walking Dead fans. Yeah, now it dropped, and you're basically a glorified mailman with a <laughs> fucking fetus in amniotic fluid strapped to your chest. Yeah, delivering it somewhere, who knows. Delivering packages for God knows why, and it's a post-apocalyptic setting of the United States, and there's these weird beings that are like ghosts, kind of, and it doesn't make any fucking sense, and it's basically... 
a big marketing ploy for Monster Energy drinks because that's what heals you. I don't know what drugs Hideo was on when he made this, but I don't want any of them. It was Monster Energy drink, I believe. That was the drugs. <laughs> but anyways, they had this mock commercial of Morty dressed up as the Norman Reedus character walking yeah. around with a baby strapped to his chest, mocking about... Uh, I think Rick was like, hey, maybe we should eat the baby. You know, Maybe it'll give us some special powers. He's like, no, man, don't eat the baby. Maybe we should eat the baby. <laughs> that was that was fucking good. That was really good because I did not really expect good. that. Oh, when I saw that, I was like, is this like another episode? Is this no, the- that oh, was Death Stranding to a T. That's oh, a man. very weird premise for a video <laughs> game. And I play a lot of games. As do you. We both play quite a bit. I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I don't know, man. Uh, you want to talk about Outer Worlds and how it's basically Rick Sanchez? Oh, man. Yeah, I would love to because I just beat that game. Do it, do I am it, absolutely dude. in love so, with it. Uh, side note, Outer Worlds game. Uh, who's it again? Uh, Obsidian? It's Obsidian that yeah. did it, which made New Vegas. Both you and I. Loved. I mean, yeah. I have a very, very strong affinity for New Vegas. Yeah. That's probably my all-time favorite game. You can make fun of me all you want. I don't care. Dude, Felicia Day's in that one. That's pretty dope. Who's that? She's the, uh, she, she did the guild, and she's the redhead who does all the nerdy stuff. Like, she's doing, like, in a bunch of TV shows and stuff. And she's she in books. New Vegas? She's in New Vegas. She's the, uh, the power-armored, uh, girl. I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, um, Veronica. She's Veronica. No way! Yeah. Well, anyways, Obsidian came out with a new game. Immediately, you start off, and... Let's see if we can draw some parallels here. You you see a mad scientist in his own ship that he built break into a space colony to retrieve uh, a specimen to go on this mission to retrieve this chemical to free all of these people that are held basically in mm-hmm. stasis on a colony ship that was meant to go to another planet or to another solar system, basically. Yeah. Uh, Earth-like people could survive there. It's Rick Sanchez to a T. Yeah, it looks it's exactly. Amazing. It it's looks like exactly a, like a Rick. human obsidian cartoony character of Rick Sanchez, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. And it's, it looks just like him. You can look at the comparisons. It's a mad crazy. scientist the that hair. has all this crazy. Yeah, the yeah. hair. Uh, even just like the 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 asshole quirky kind of stuff. It's not as beefed up. Well, but, yeah, because you can't go full Rick and Morty. Let's yeah, be honest. but it's it's a really awesome nod. To the Rick and Morty series, so absolutely. I mean, it's not like a work for Obsidian or anything, but if you're a Rick and Morty fan, I highly suggest you check this game out because you're probably gonna like it. Even the characters in the worlds and the creatures and stuff like that, it's very reminiscent of Alien Planets and yeah. You know. I like the Fallout vibes, especially too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and all right, so we're at about 22, 23 minutes when you include the theme song. I think that's a good taut length for a podcast. Um, final thoughts on season premiere of Rick and Morty. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm just pissed that I have to wait week by week every Sunday to finally actually see each one of these. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Depending on how well this podcast does, we might, we might podcast all five because I'm a little busy and this one's an easy one to kind of bang out for me. So I might do it. We'll see. We'll Plus, see I think we're does. both kind of super stoked uh, that this show is back. Yeah, that too. I'm, I'm very, really excited. Very excited. And at some point, Jad and Basam have to come on because they lo- they do like a really good impression of both characters. Morty, <laughs> so um, we'll we'll figure out a thing. But um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I'm your host, Christian. I don't know if I even said that. You should know this by now. I host. I'm sure they figured it like out. Like 85% <laughs> of the podcasts here. Uh, you can follow me at theworkprint.com, where you many, many articles I release. Um, XN underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter. XNAngelus.com, whenever that comes out. And then Christian Angelus on Facebook. I'll have the author page probably in December or January. Uh, do you want to pro anything, then? You're a musician. 
Uh, I mean, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's Vinny K Music. Uh, Instagram slash Vinny K Music. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, whoop a lub a dub dub! I have to say it. I don't do the best voice, though, whatever. It's beautiful. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short, goddammit. <laughs> All right. Everyone, have a good. I don't know, time. Have a good Rick and Morty. Have a good Rick have and a, Morty. Have, have a good new season. Have a new season, man. <laughs> there you go. All right. Take care.